Welcome to Beside the Burn for Tuesday the 23rd of November. It's day two of our Advent series and we're uh, following in chapter two of the book Finding Hope Under Bethlehem Skies. And the heading for today is, what do you really need this Christmas? There's all sorts of things that we might want at Christmas, but what do we really need? And I suppose the question that we often ask at Christmas time, what will we buy someone? And we try to work out what people need so that whenever we give them a gift, it is something that they can use and something that they want. I once heard some very good advice about what do you buy the person who has everything. And the advice was, if you're trying to buy something for someone who's impossible to buy for because they already have everything, buy them a new and better version of something that they already have and they already love. So if they have a a, a pen that they like, buy them a new and a better version of that pen or buy them a new and better pair of slippers or a new and better scarf or something like that. Something that you know that they already use and they'll appreciate a new and better version of it. And that's quite good advice because you don't want to buy somebody something that they don't want or they don't need because then it won't be used and and it will be left to the side. So here in the book of Ruth, we're finding out what the people need. So again, we're in chapter 1, verse 1, and we're told at the start of this story, in the days when the judges ruled. This is the setting of this story. It's at a time whenever the judges ruled Israel. And, of course, we know that there is a famine in the land. Judges is the book that comes before Ruth. And if you want to get a setting for all that is happening in this little book, go back and read the Judges. What happened in Israel was that during the time of the judges, there was no appointed leader in Israel. So every time that there was a crisis or something happened, God would raise up a judge who would then lead the people and save them in that particular instance. And then they would disappear back into obscurity again. So they were raised up for a time and then they disappeared. And the reason that we're looking at what Israel needed and what the people needed is they needed a ruler. And as we saw yesterday, this book is leading us towards the great king, King David, who will be the one who will lead his people. So what do they really need? They need a ruler. They need a king. And as I said, the advice is that you then uh, buy someone something new and better of something they already have. So when Israel gets a king in King David, God then decides to give them a new and a better king in Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the new and better king that we now enjoy today. But this context of the book of Ruth being set in the time of the judges 
is actually very important. It's just in the first few uh, words there of the book, and we might just skip over it and forget about it. But let's just go back a verse into the last verse of the book of Judges. Because there we read a summary of what was happening at that time. In those days, Israel had no king and everyone did as they saw fit. So there we have the problem. They have no king. Now, the reason they had no king was because God was to be their king. It was a decision by God that he should be the one who should rule them as a nation. But as Israel looked at all the other nations, Israel thought, oh, we'd really quite like a king. Look, the other nations have rulers. We don't. So therefore, wouldn't it be good if we had a king for ourselves? And God wanted them to trust in him alone and didn't want to give them a king. But eventually he relented and and gave them a king. And they had King Saul, who turned out to be a complete disaster. David was a much better king, but he also had problems. And indeed, every other king after that, although some of them were good, many of them were bad and led Israel astray and caused problems for them. And each one pointed ahead to the new and the better king who was to come. So in the time of the judges, everyone did as they saw fit. Everyone basically lived their lives the way they wanted to live their lives and did things that they wanted to do. They didn't care too much about God being their king and about following God's law. So therefore, it's quite remarkable in the story of Ruth that we have this little group of people who basically obey God and trust in him. Boaz especially seems to be a very godly man in the midst of a nation that is doing what they saw fit and living their own lives the way they want. And it's quite interesting here at the start that even Elimelech, And Naomi seem to be living and doing what they see fit themselves. At the start of the story, they are not obeying God. They're not following God. They're following their own plan because there is a famine in Bethlehem. And instead of staying put in Bethlehem, they decide to head off to a foreign land, to find food in that foreign land. And they decide to go to the land of Moab. Now, in a few weeks' time, uh, on uh, one of the Sunday services, we're going to look at this in a lot more detail because there is so much involved in this particular journey of going to Moab. But basically, they were running away from God's judgment. God had judged the people because they were living as they saw fit. They were doing whatever they wanted. So God sends a famine. And the idea of the famine is that they are to turn to God and repent of their sin. And then God will provide them with food and bring them back into his presence again. But Elimelech and Naomi decide they're not going to stand for that. They're going to go their own way and they're going to seek food in Moab. They go to Moab and Moab is one of Israel's biggest enemies. The Moabites and the Ammonites 
are two of the nations that Israel is prohibited from having any contact with. And you are absolutely not allowed to marry anyone from either of these two nations. And I'll say more about the reasons behind that in that service um, just after Christmas. I think on Boxing Day we're going to look at that. So they've been told not even to marry anyone from that land, not to have peace with that land at all. And yet they go and live there and the two sons, because Elimelech disobeys and goes to that land, then the two sons find their wives there. And so it's a whole catalogue of disasters. And Ruth, who is a Moabiteess, should not be married to an Israelite. And yet she ends up marrying one of the sons of Elimelech and Naomi. And then she ends up marrying Boaz later on. And then she is brought into the family line of King David. And by coming into the family line of King David, she then is in the line of descendants of Jesus Christ. So everything is happening here because people are living as they see fit. And God then has some difficult manoeuvres to make to get these people to listen to him and to repent of their sin and to trust in him again. The song that we're going to listen to today really picks up this whole theme. It's, O come all you unfaithful. We normally sing, of course, come all you faithful, joyful and triumphant. But this song reminds us that it's the unfaithful who are to come to Jesus Christ. He's not limited to good people who do the right thing. The way is open for everyone to come. And so in this song, we we hear these lines. Um, it, it's, a, it's a song about all the people that Jesus has come for, the unfaithful people the weak, the unstable, the barren, those who are weary of praying, those who are bitter, those who are broken, those who are fearful. All these people are to come to Jesus Christ. So what do we need this Christmas? Well, we need a king and we need in our unfaithfulness, to come to that king and to seek him. It's only whenever we realise that we're unfaithful that we realise what a great gift Jesus is. If we think that we are faithful and we sing that hymn, O come all ye faithful, and we consider ourselves to be in that number of faithful people, we almost get the impression that we deserve Jesus Christ. But it's recognising that we're unfaithful. It's recognising that we're not good enough. It's recognising that we absolutely need Jesus Christ to come and forgive our sin so that we realise what a wonderful gift he is. So listen to the song and as we find our own sin exposed, then come to Jesus Christ and receive his forgiveness. The suggestion here for prayer is that we would pray that God would help us to rediscover our need of this king that born in the manger and under Bethlehem skies. Pray that our hearts naturally bent on doing as we see fit would instead be open to trusting in Jesus and um, Jesus' kind and royal rule. 
So let's pray and then listen to the song together. Heavenly Father, we recognize today that we need a king, not an earthly ruler, but a heavenly ruler in Jesus Christ. We recognize that we need a saviour who we come to to find forgiveness for our sin. And Lord, we look to you for that hope and we find that hope in Bethlehem, under those Bethlehem skies, in Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, we come to you unfaithful today. We come to you weak and unstable. We come to you bitter and broken and fearful. And we accept the wonderful gift of Jesus. Lord, help us in our unfaithfulness to put our faith in you and find hope in you today. And Lord, may we be able to share this good news with others during this Advent season. Amen.